Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. It's me, Daryl Houston, a match preview yet again. Again, filling in for Scott. I uh, hope you're doing all right, Scott, and we'll see you again real soon. And I'm joined this time by Andy. Andy, mate, how are you doing? I'm all right. It's good to see who the reliable ones are on this uh, particular <laughs> part of the podcast. <laughs> Considering we're both ill, but there you go. Yeah. That was Scott, but... <laughs> No, no, absolutely. Um, I suppose probably because we've got no lives either, I suppose. I, I don't know. Well, yeah, that's also true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, to be honest, I'm a little bit much like you as well. I'm a little bit sniffly and a little bit bunged up in the nose there, but we'll get through it like we always do. Um, so before we crack on and talk about the game against Luton Town on Christmas Eve Eve at three o'clock down at Kenilworth Road, yeah, is a quick word from our sponsors at Magpin. The Gallagher Shots Match Preview is brought to you by Magpin. Magpin are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle United players, legends and retro kits. For more information, visit their website at magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Cheers, I don't know about you, Andy, but like, if you're struggling for a Christmas idea now and you want to just buy a last-minute thing that probably won't arrive in time, you get yourself a magpin and get a few goodies out, don't you? Well, good excuse if you buy one and then if it doesn't arrive on time, just say, oh, well, I bought myself something nice. Because I had that hey. last year when I bought everything last minute and then just took it <laughs> off myself. <laughs> hey, it's a good idea. It's a good plan. So we're going to crack straight into it. And it's going to be a trip to Kenilworth Road down in Hertfordshire as Newcastle United take on Luton Town. Now, as with many teams this season, it's going to be a first visit to that ground for quite a few years. And in our case, Andy, it's three decades. We haven't faced Luton in the league for about 31 years now, not since the 1992-93 season. 
That game ended nil-nil, so there's nothing to write home about, nothing to tell from that game in particular. Um, You're making and... me realise how close I am to 30 when you say it's 30 <laughs> years ago and it's 1992. <laughs> it's never closer. <laughs> don't, don't, because it's it's even older for me, so I hate, hate trying to remember that that's far back. But uh, So first league meeting since 92-93 in our first meeting in all competitions, and it doesn't get any better. 93-94 was the last time we met at Kenilworth Road in a competition, and that was in the the FA Cup, and unfortunately for us, that was a 2-0 loss uh, in, in that particular game. But I think even back then, we would have been given the ex- uh, excuse for, you know, we're being back in the Premiership, uh, well, in the Premiership for the first time uh, and focusing on league form. And, and, you know, as we did under KK, we had a storm in the first season in the league, took the league by a storm, the entertainers were born and all that. So, yeah, we're going in there for the first time in quite a while let's say and uh again overall the record at Kellenworth Road we're going to get all the negativity out straight away because it doesn't make for good reading in the league we have 23 games played down at Luton won four drawn five wow. and sadly we've lost 14 times it's terrible isn't it What's but then on? you remember then you remember there's a 30 year gap so it doesn't feel all that bad you would think what would have happened in the 30 years pre- uh, since if we'd have played them in that gap time um I would imagine we might come out better. Yeah, well, we were saying as well just before we started there that we did play them at home in 2018. Mm. And I'd love to know where they were in the football pyramid at that point because they presumably were in League 1 or League 2 then because they've had an absolutely ridiculous rise through the ranks. They're basically doing what Wrexham want to do, which is just starting on League and then end up in the Premier League, the riches of the Premier League. Yeah, absolutely. uh, Yeah, um, they've they've just been... A real joy. I think everyone was really excited for them coming up. I think people had seen Sheffield United before. They'd seen Burnley before. So it's kind of just like, yeah, whatever. And Luton coming up, it's like, oh, wow, when they have that player. I can't remember his name, but he was, he's was he been with them since non-league and he still plays yeah. for them now. And I think he's the first player to do that maybe in history. Yes. To actually play uh-huh. for the same team all the way through. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 uh, this is what the football pyramid is all about. And on the day that Super League is being announced again, <laughs> you've got stories like Luton, which make us realise what football is actually all about, which is the fact that any 11 lads and lasses can put a team together and challenge the big boys. So I love it. Can't wait to play them. Hopefully they're rubbish uh, on Saturday, <laughs> but um, I love them nevertheless. <laughs> yeah, I think um, the, the player that you mentioned, I think he might have actually scored a goal this season as well. So I don't know if he's actually scored in every league. That I'll get his name. As well, so that'd be quite good. Um, but yeah, I mean, do you know what it is? I think it's the fact that finally, for an away ground, that everybody now has to enter the ground through the houses in the top flight for the first time in God knows how long. Because we all, we all hear the stories about the, the away end at Luton, or even just, just getting into Kenilworth Road itself, where you have to go through people's back gardens and that. And through houses is that actually, is that actually true? But, or yeah. is that just a joke? No, no, it's true. Is that what the whole stadium's like? Or is that is it just one I, particular I, turnstile I where you, think, you go through someone's may- yard? I can't remember if it's maybe it's just the away end or not, but it's certainly at least one of them is you have to enter through a, a, a gap in the terraced houses. Well, it's a converted, it's a converted, I'm pretty sure I say a converted house and the turnstiles are on the bottom. And then you have right. to climb the stairs and go over this little bridge in that you can just see into people's back gardens. So if they've got their washing hanging out now, you can see everything. So God knows how many footballs they've collected in those backyards over the years. <laughs> yeah. Um, if they've got I'll tell you what, it, it wouldn't take much to put a ball over that standard as well, by the way, because it's not that big. Um, we have to talk about the allocation for this game. You know, we've only been given 1,100 uh, tickets for this one. Um, 
minus the corporate and whatnot as well. But it's not a very big away end. We've seen it on TV so far this season as well. That it's a very tight ground. There were a lot of work went on in the summer to make it ready for the Premier League standards. Um, it's quite close. You're you're quite close to the pitch wherever you are in the ground. It's very tight. Um, I remember an FA Cup game between Luton and Liverpool a few years ago now, a good few years. And I think Xabi Alonso hit a shot from quite far out and he hit the scoreboard. But it wasn't exactly... It, it was just a case of the ball stayed quite high and it didn't dip. And it, he just shot onto the scoreboard and it just dropped down. And when it dropped down off the scoreboard, it dropped back down onto the field of play. That's how close <laughs> everything is in that round. Um, it reminds me a bit of um, do you remember when QPR were in the Premier League and they had that really tight camera angle? Oh when yeah, when it yeah. came to the near side, the camera had to like dip right down. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's correct like me if I'm wrong. I'm sure someone will correct me in the comments if I am wrong. I think the reason for the delay with the home stadium was that they were, couldn't get the TV gantry set up properly. Right. Uh, so that's what that's why they couldn't play the first few odd games at home is because they were sorting all that out. So presumably they've just whacked up some scaffolding <laughs> and threw a Martin Tyler or whatever has to sit on there. Although he's not doing it. Yeah. Now. Um, yeah, uh, it'll be a it'll be a unique atmosphere for a lot of these players going into it. There'll be players who have played at massive arenas. Um, when, you know, we've just just come on the back of playing it in Paris, in Dortmund, uh, uh, in Milan, and then these players are going to have to basically go to. No disrespect to them, but you know, it's a ground that wouldn't be a miss in my local town club. Um, yeah, but I, I, I love it. You see it on telly. You see what looks like electricity pylons inside the ground. Yeah, uh, it, but. It's one of those things where I bet if you're a Luton fan, you just love it. You never want. To, I bet you wouldn't want to change in the same way that we're all having these debates now about St James's Park. Yeah. I bet they, the fact that they've had that same ground all the way through all of the divisions, I bet they wouldn't change it for the world. So it's definitely going to be unique for any of the lads and lasses travelling up there uh, for that away day. A bit of a shame I'm missing that one because mm. we might not get another chance to do it if they do go down. But um, That's very yeah, true, be a yeah. good laugh. It, it's one of those grounds that you see. It's like. It's it's because of its age. It has that character, and the only other ones that come off the top of my head straight away, Bootham Crescent at York before they moved to their new shared stadium. That was like that. That was quite a tight little ground, similar sort of surrounding, built in and around terraced housing. And there's a few other grounds lower down the leagues where you'll get that sort of experience as well. Well, you miss um, out on, with these old stadiums. You see things. It's same with like any like old architecture. They like do yeah. things that they would never do now. Like, do you remember the Dell for Southampton, mm-hmm. where they had that weird angled stand where they'd be like one seat, then two seats, then three seats, and it was mm. just on like a slope. Um, yeah. Just, why would they ever do that these days? It's the same for Luton. Like, yeah, let's put the pylons inside the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they maybe get so, better signal than we do. <laughs> like, quite possibly. Um, so. Just before we move on to the, the main talking points of Newcastle, we're just going to quickly talk about Luton themselves. And Andy, you've been looking into the formation just before we started there. So what can you tell us about how they'll set up? Yeah, well, they set up formation-wise, they set up quite defensively. Um, it's one of those where when you look at it on a website, it says they play 3-4-3. But really, when they're out of possession, which is most of the time, it's five at the back. But we have seen them go at the big teams and do pretty well. Um, they've only won two games this season, but if you wind the clock back, they nearly beat Liverpool at home. They nearly beat Arsenal at home and they went one and up at Man City as well. So it's not a batten down the hatches. Let's just try and get a draw and hopefully sneak it. They do attack teams. Um, they've got players that can hurt us. Um, 
and they've just got this togetherness that you need. I think we've seen with, with some, certainly maybe Burnley, lots of young players, lots of new players, lots of changes to systems. Doesn't necessarily work. What Luton have is just a unbelievable team spirit, which is something that we need to be remembering as Newcastle go through a bit of a tough patch themselves. That we do need to back these lads, and uh, you know that team spirit that we've got is what's made us so successful recently, as well as having the quality. But uh, yeah, they're a good side. They've they've done decent things this year. I think probably a surprise to everyone that they've been the best promoted team. Uh, I don't know if you'd agree. I think everyone thought Burnley would smash it this year and they've been really naff and naive and just a bit rubbish, really. And then Sheffield United have, well, they lost to us 23-0 or whatever it was. Uh, and that's the only away game we've won, which says everything about how bad they are. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're good. It's definitely not going to be easy. Um, I don't want to obviously wax lyrical about them because it is, it is looting at the end of the day. But given their um, mentality and how they've already given a few team scares this season already and how bad we've been away from home. Um, we we definitely can't take this lightly. We've definitely got to give a good showing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you've mentioned it there. It's it's the big talking point at the moment, apart from a few individual players as well, is our away form. And, you know, it, it's it's been hugely tough for us away from home this season. And I think we're still trying to search for the right answers to why that's the case. Um, and again, it's not going to be an easy game for us. Come off the back of it and defeat in the manner of getting knocked out of the League Cup at Chelsea. And, you know, it, you, you begin to wonder, is this going to be a repeat of the likes of Bournemouth away? Or, um, you know, you, you know, maybe it may even be the opposite way around and it could be a repeat of Sheffield United away. We just don't know until we get down on that pitch and, and the lads get out there and play. But, you know, moving on to ourselves at Newcastle, we, and you know, we've literally just mentioned there our waveform being the way it is. We are coming into this game again with the prospect of new injuries in the team, players in or out of form. You know, we, we are recording this the evening before Eddie's going to speak to the media. So we are going in a little bit blind. But we always seem to do quite well when we talk about it because we're quite level-headed on here. Um, so well, <laughs> when it's just well. us two. <laughs> well, we'll see. But uh, yeah, so <clears throat> well, I'm going to just keep Kieran Trippier to one side just for the moment. Well, can I put a question to you about because yeah. this is obviously quite important going into this game. What what do you think is to blame for the away form? Because Obviously, we know there's fatigue. We know there's mental fatigue as well. And mm. there's obviously, they're not getting that push from the home end. But to me, it just seems like there's just a different approach to these games, especially with that Chelsea game. Um, don't know what you've yeah. made of it generally. I think I think it is a different approach, but I think that's born about by the schedule and about, you know, the schedule that's led to the fatigue that is leading to this slight change in how we attack approach these away games now the only one you can say is um the anomaly is Sheffield United away because it was such a good performance and you know goals came from across the pitch but we also had quite a decent sized squad of available players and, and fit players when that game came around well we, we had nine different scorers injuries. then didn't we exactly yeah, yeah. so we, we didn't have that many injuries in the squad at the time and, and since that game it seems to have all gone to pot so we're now out I think we're still down to 11 injuries 
or like eight or nine injuries with a few doubts in there as well, given what's happened in in recent in recent games. Yeah, I think the um, kid's playing right back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it's all it's all of a bit of a snowball effect in terms of what's causing these problems. Um, and I, I certainly think it, it it's that that is the problem. It's a snowball effect of everything, isn't it? Really, mm. you've got schedule fatigue. Like physical and mental, and again, it, it's just we're being hampered by this crisis that we have in the treatment room. And again, as we will move on, players who we have been able to rely on quite heavily in the past are currently going through a rough patch through one mean or another, whether that's something on the pitch, something off the pitch, etc. Um, and it's proven to be a bit of a headache for Eddie Howe, and he's trying to figure all this out and, and try and get the lads playing the way we were last season and it's going to take a bit of time I think and again like I say it's it's not easy when you've got the amount of injuries that we have not many other teams are going through this sort of crisis with so many injuries um, and I think we're actually doing really well to cope with it the way we are we're still fighting uh, in certain places like league position wise we're, we're still keeping up pace with that pack that are trying to break away at the top of the table we're not that far behind them and we're still managing to keep up or even keep away from the teams that are below us as well. So the likes of your Chelsea's and all that, they're pushing hard to try and catch us up, but we're still being able, we're still able to to maintain that gap and, and stay where we are. Um, so we'll come on to some of the players now, and I think we'll best go straight in now with Kieran Trippier, and he has been the main talking point of the last few weeks now, highlighted by the performances at Everton uh, game at Bournemouth before that international break. He was also highlighted then and there's a lot of issues around Kieran and we all at this channel support Kieran and I know there's been a lot of criticism for him out there in the in the big wide world and that really annoyed me on Tuesday night leading into Wednesday uh, there was too too much of it going on and people coming across and having sort of like short memories about just exactly what his influence has been in the team and in the club as a whole since he arrived in the January just after the takeover 18 months ago pretty much and well, coming up two years even so you know he, he's been such a loyal servant he came in and he, he transformed us really with his you know his aura his professionalism his reputation and whatnot so it's really sad and really concerning to see him going through this patch the way he is right now and we can't speculate what is or isn't happening on or off the field for him it's quite clearly to say that there is something that is affecting his game, it's leading to these mistakes. And whether it's just the mental fatigue or whatever, it, it's proven to be a real problem, um, not just for him, but also for the team. And I suppose the question I have to put to you, Andy, is do you rest him on Saturday? I wouldn't. Um, I think how knows that Trippier has got a really strong mentality. Um, and I think the worst thing you can do with so certain players is to then just drop them because it, it, it feels like you've given us all you've given us all this hard work, all these amazing performances, but a few bad ones and you're out, which doesn't really uh, doesn't really sort of um, come across as how, that's how 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 would act. <laughs> um, but yeah, just just on the trippier thing generally, um, I think this is just a, a symptom of a wider problem with social media where everyone feels like they have to voice their opinion immediately. Because let's be honest, Trippier was at fault for that goal. He was at fault at Everton. He's been at fault, you know, in in recent weeks. So it is correct to say that. Um, but 
in in you know if you were just talking about it with your mates in the pub you wouldn't immediately just be slating him you'd say oh that's really annoying but you know, you wouldn't feel the need to like defend him either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. It's just I think that's just the way it is now, where you get angry and you immediately go on Twitter and go, "Oh, that I wish that hadn't happened." Da, da, da. I need to tell everyone how annoyed I am about it. Um. Yeah. He, he's he's been at fault for for those. There's no doubt about it. Um. Although a mate of mine was also slating Dubravka for that Chelsea goal because he put his hands behind his back <laughs> like he was trying not to give handball away. But that's another debate in itself. But mm. um. Yeah. He's for me. He's got too much goodwill in the bank just to bin him off. Um. I mean, even if you ignore the fact that we've got all these injuries and that we probably have to play him, um, for me, he, yeah, like you say, he was that first foot in the door. He started this whole revolution off. He's got that symbolic relationship with the fans. Um, we obviously know he got into a bit of bother <clears throat> at Bournemouth for arguing with that one fan. But I think that just shows that he really cares. Uh, and I do believe him when he said he didn't come here for the money. I think he genuinely yeah. wanted to be closer for his family and he wanted to challenge and he wanted to, well, a personal challenge and a footballing challenge. So for me, you keep him in the team. He is still our best player. Uh, well, Miley's probably our best player now because what, <laughs> what a wonderful player. Oh, yeah. um, but for me, yes, Trippier, he's still our best player. And he seems like the player to me where the best way to get it out of the system is just to let him play again, let him correct his mistakes um, and rally around him. Having said that, um, it would be very upsetting if he has another stinker because then the yeah. questions just arise more and more and we will criticise him. And we will have to keep defending him, but at the same time, it's you can't just keep rolling a player out who's struggling. So I I understand there is a debate to be had. For me, if I was Eddie Howe, I'd be a lot richer. But I would also <laughs> still play Trippier, put the arm around him, and say we stick by you no matter what. Um, and then I'm just picturing the sort of dream uh, you couldn't write it moment, which would be Trippier gets a free kick, mm. scores in front of that ridiculously packed away end, swings around on the pylons inside the ground to celebrate. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so just to, not to repeat myself too much, but I, yeah. I think most fans will agree that we love Trippier. Um, but we, in the short term, we're obviously really frustrated with him because we know how good he is. And I think yeah. it goes back to this whole thing that we've talked about for the last few weeks and all these previews, which is just, it's not necessarily, I'm not necessarily angry at these games. It's just very sad to see this team struggle so much after they've been invincibles for us um, for the last year and a half. So fingers crossed Trippier can get on the mend. And if he is going through some personal stuff, he can resolve it nice and quick. Uh, we do have a psychologist at this club now after the Tenali situation. So yeah. hopefully they're getting the money's worth. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd play him. Um, that's the end of it for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the bottom line of it is, is, the same with every player at the club. Nobody hates any of the players at the club. We just want them. We're just that passionate a fan base that we just want everybody to be doing well and playing well and being successful at this club. Um, I think that's the only thing we're guilty of is just being passionate about wanting everybody to do okay. And I think. Can I know, just say on that as well? Yeah. I did say in our Chelsea preview we would let Mudrick score. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm so I am furious about that mind. I said, we'll, we'll, be the, we'll be the team to finally let Mudrick score. And there he is. Uh, trip, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Let's push it under the carpet. And I suppose, you know, you've just said there about in being in the shoes of Eddie Howe. I'm glad I'm not in Eddie's shoes because it it's a horrible headache to have to have and, and a decision, such a big decision and a big call to make. Um, and if he was to make the decision to. I don't want to say drop. I think if he was to start Trippier on the bench again, as he did against Chelsea midweek, given this would have to be on the, the, the premise that Emil Kraft is fine and he is fit. But again, he has a, you know, he didn't put a foot wrong when he came in against Fulham last weekend and he put in a good show. 
putting a good show in the first half at Chelsea. So there is the potential there. There is a, a cap- more than capable replacement at right back. Even putting Tino Livermento in there as well, that's an option. Or he might play Tino at left back. It, it all, it, it, these questions are starting to come back into the fray now because we've got the likes of Dan Byrne back fit. We, we hope that the Fabian Shea injury isn't something that's keeping him out too long. We gather that that's a glute problem rather than a hamstring problem. And then you've got Sven Botman finally sitting back on that bench, ready to come, come on. on. That planned 45 minutes against Chelsea with the half-time sub must have done him the world of good. I've and missed again, that, that stunning jawline. Uh, like, what a player. To have to have that centre-back partnership back again would be absolutely fantastic. And again, that's no sight on Jamal Lascelles. He's been absolutely fantastic. In, in that role since he stepped in after Botman got injured. Um, but we know... I actually think... Um, imagine if you're playing against a long ball team and you have Botman and Lascelles, you would never concede a single goal. No, that's true. <laughs> like, uh, just head and skips away left, right and centre. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. Hey, you know what it is? We might even see that partnership on Saturday if Fabian mm. doesn't make it. So it's a possibility. And it's nice to have that flexibility back in those positions as well because... We went through that period of about five or six games where it was the same back four slash five until Nick Pope got injured. And we were just constantly worried about one of them picking up an injury. And now that we've got Byrne and Botman back in, it's just adding a little bit more depth into there. And again, whether we see him or not, just to go back to the left-back situation, your choices there now potentially being Byrne. Livermento is proven to be world, world-class left or right back in this team. And then obviously there's Lewis Hall. Now Lewis Hall there's question marks about, but I think you know it's just a case of him getting into the swing of things and biding his time. And he'll he'll get a chance. And I'm sure he'll be able to take it at some point. Um, so we have to push forward from defence into midfield, and we still find ourselves in a position where it looks as though it picks itself again because we're recording before Eddie's press. We don't know the status of Joe Linton. Um, it looked like it might have been a hamstring issue against Fulham last week that forced him off in the first half. So we wait to to see what Eddie's got to say about that. If we can believe what Eddie says about that, let's remember. <laughs> because unfortunately for... Well, is it unfortunate or what? Unfortunate, I don't know. But let's be honest. In the, I mean this in the nicest way possible. Eddie is a serial liar. And he never tells us the truth. <laughs> I, just don't think he listens, I just don't think he listens to his medical staff. I think he just says, well, oh, fuck off. <laughs> it, it's, it's a good thing that he's a serial liar because it keeps everybody else guessing if he keeps us guessing. That's so, true. You know, the, the opposition haven't got a clue if we haven't. Um, so, yeah, I think we can agree that that midfield three will pick itself on the premise that Joe Linton isn't available. So that would be Bruno, Miley, the, the new best midfielder in the world, and Sean Longstaff as well. Um, and, again, the questions then become with the front three. So there's a doubt about Anthony Gordon. He went off with an injury after Caicedo decided to rake his studs down his calf and his Achilles in midweek after two minutes. Uh, Chelsea, so Shocking. we wait to see what's going to happen to Anthony Gordon and then we've got Almiron available on the right and then it's, I think it'll probably be the choice of Wilson and Isaac. I think Isaac's out isn't he now for a little while um, so Isaac's not going to be available for a little while so we're, again we're going to rely on Callum Wilson to put in another 90 minutes, now we know Callum Wilson has some fragility in there in terms of how much his workload can be so it'll be interesting, hopefully I think I think if Eddie's thinking about this, Gordon will be available so that he can push him into the middle if needs be later in the game. Um, and who even knows? I mean, we've seen a little bit of Jacob Murphy recently. We don't really know or haven't really heard anything about his return timetable yet, so we're not sure when he's due back. But he's looking in good health, and with any luck, he'll be back sooner than later as well, the way Dan Byrne was um, after a broken back. 
So we'll see how we get on there. Um, so again, as much as we've been talking about we're having some strength and depth in certain areas, we're still looking a bit light and a bit shaky in others, Andy. So is there any other options you think we can use in, in midfield or up front? Well, it's a guessing game, isn't it? We don't really know. We can't sit here and pretend we know more than anyone else. Um, How might come out and say, oh, Harvey Barnes is still weeks away, then he starts. Um, Like you say, he's (laughs) he's a serial liar. Slash doesn't listen to his medical team because I think they probably tell him he's probably still four weeks away. Um, I I said this last week, Harvey Barnes must have the weakest toe ever. It's like, (laughs) how how does a toe injury last that long? But anyway, yeah, I think it will probably just be similar again, won't it? Wilson, uh, he's looking more and more these days that he can't hack 90 minutes. And I, I don't know whether that's just a symptom of uh, of the team generally that no one else is running around him. Um, his finish was pretty good against Chelsea. I, I love the it, fact that he just sprinted straight through them and just said, yeah. if you give me the ball, I'll score. And then he just sort of whipped it round outside of the boot. Lovely little Travella trait on his uh, yeah, club club the player yeah, there. Travella, yeah. uh, it was lovely. Um, so yeah, we can see he's still got that knack to finish. It's just with the I think he needs a lot more support than someone like Isak. Mm-hmm. Um, we know Isak can... Well, Wilson likes to drop deep, but we know Isak can actually run with the ball. Um, link play a bit better. He's, he's you know a bit quicker on the half turn, things like that. So if it is Wilson, fair enough. I, I still really rate Wilson. I just think he's a bit slow and, and unfit these days. Um, but yeah, I'm sure that's a position we'll be looking at in January. So no, I, I don't think there's much more to add, really. I think it's going to be largely the same as what we've seen for... This entire season, we've not been able to really change anything. But like you say, if we can get out the other side, clean bill of health, we're yeah. one step closer. Well, yes, one step closer to the Christmas. I was going to say Christmas break. It's not even a break, is it? <laughs> Apparently, they're doing some weird thing in January where they like rotate the fixtures. So half the teams play one week and have a rest. And then the following week, the other teams play. I mean, yeah, that's going to be a shambles yeah. for my fantasy team. Um, <laughs> so that, that'll be helpful for us, I guess. Um, and we're just kind of missing an international break. We could really do with England mm. just saying, we're going to play three weeks of internationals now and then we can get everyone back nice yeah. and fresh. But uh, mean, yeah, it's just going to be, it feels, it feels like it's going to be similar again, doesn't it? Where it does, we're going yeah. to huff and puff. We just need to hope we get those, get in the lead and get more than a one goal lead because it is costing us at the moment. Well, that break is going to fall somewhere in between the third and fourth rounds of the FA Cup. And I think there's a league game. I think it'll probably fall after the league game against Man City on the 15th right. or the 13th, whenever it is in the middle of that January anyway. So there is a, there is that break. It's a gap in the weekend schedules. And I think, in a way, we're quite fortunate that we've exited the League Cup when we have as well, because I think that would have also been sandwiched between two League Cup legs of a semi-final as well. So... That there yeah, is that break is, potentially. It's definitely a silver lining on a very dark cloud, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I think if previous years that go by, there might be a very short and quick trip out to the Middle East for some warm weather training, as we have done in previous seasons as well. So, you know, we've just talked about wanting to come out of this game with a clean bill of health. So that sounds a bit like a prediction to me, Andy. So, what are you thinking for the score like? <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm usually pretty positive, but I just can't see us beating anyone away from home. It's tragic, isn't it? Yeah. But I can't I can't predict us going away to Luton and lose. And and that's that's maybe just naive bias from me as a Newcastle fan. Um I'm gonna say similar to the Chelsea game, but we'll be on the right side of it. Two one win. Um we just need to battle through a game and win. That's what it feels like, doesn't it? Because we haven't yeah. even been we haven't even been like getting blown away by teams um it's just been daft mistakes and like the, the Chelsea game is like we were holding out in that game 
and the PSG game we were holding out in that game, it's just like mistake from the ref in PSG, mistake from Trippier and Chelsea. Um, but obviously against Luton, you fancy us to keep the ball a bit better. Um, I just hope that we don't have this weird thing that we seem to be doing in away games where everyone just forgets how to kick a ball. <laughs> we just need to just be calm, um, control the game, get a couple of goals um, and we'll win. But this isn't me being arrogant. I just think we, we, we're just due to win one of these games eventually. And this is going to be the one. So let's be positive. I'm absolutely with you there. I think it's about time we won ugly, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. And like you said, it was evident against Chelsea where we just couldn't keep the ball or string a few passes together as we tried to get over the pitch. And I think the, the, the focus on that is going to be on that midfield three. They need to stay calm. They need to move the ball around. They need to be able to to find the man with a pass. And I think without putting any unnecessary pressure on the lad, it's it's going to come down to Bruno having a game at Luton like he did in the second half in particular against Fulham last weekend. And he needs to dominate the game. He'll have that protection around him from his teammates. But again, he is, he is and can be our catalyst in games like this. And I'm with you as well. I think it'll be a narrow 2-1 win for Newcastle. Who says we're negative on this bloody podcast? Um, so, again, I think it, it'll be a very close game. It's going to be an ugly one, I think. Luton will want to get in amongst us. They will want to rough us up. They will want to get physical. And it's up to us to match that physicality. And I think if we start with the likes of your Callum Wilsons and your Fabio, uh, not necessarily a Fabian Chase, but you've got a Jamal Sells or anybody else of that ilk at the back, then we're going to be in it for a fight and we can battle our way through this. And mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm confident the lads can have enough quality in reserve to, to overcome this side that, like you said, Andy, have only won twice this season. Yes, they've had a couple of close games, as you also mentioned earlier, but you know, it's about time that we arrested this um, form that we have Demon. down the Road. <laughs> yes, and we, yes, we have been known to exercise some of those demons in recent seasons under Red Hell. <laughs> so it's about time we got back to winning ways at this ground. Um, and I'd like to just say... One other thing as well before we sign off is I really yeah. hope by the time the game rolls around, we've got some positive news on Lockyer as well. Yes, Because he's course. obviously had a, a goal cardiac arrest and had one in the playoff final or the playoff semi-final. Yeah, he had similar in the, um, in the playoff final, yeah. And it's looking like he's probably going to, well, he's going to have to retire, isn't he? It looks like he's fine, but he's yeah. probably not going to be able to play professional football anymore. So there may well be before our game some kind of, not I don't what well, I don't know what the word would be some sort of tribute to him. Um, yeah. If he does have to retire, so yeah, fingers crossed for him as well because he's, well, he's a pro and seems dead canny as well. Good that you mentioned that, and we can bring a little bit of good news to to this early because I've heard today and it's been reported today that he's actually out of hospital. Oh, good. So right. With any luck, be there, then. yeah, it would be nice to see for everybody in that ground, home and away, that if he and is, I hope he sees enough. his team get stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> don't we all, mate? Don't we all? But... <laughs> With any luck, he'd be fit enough to be actually there in person to 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 thank his supporters in in the home ends and 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 get that gratitude and appreciation that he fully deserves for everything he's given to that club. And it's yeah. just a shame it's looking like it's going to end the way it has as well. I mean, there's not many players come back from one cardiac arrest in their career, never mind two. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. Like you say, maybe they'll be able to offer him something behind the scenes. Who knows? Ambassador, yeah, coach, and whatever. What happened, yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to see for that because we don't want to see anybody's career in there to to ill health. Um, so, you know, as we end on that note, I suppose it's just a chance to say goodbye, and we'll see you in the next one for the Boxing Day game at home to Nottingham Forest.
And before we finish, right before we finish, we have to remind you all to click that like button, click the notification bells, subscribe to the channel. You can become a member from two ninety nine a month. Keep an eye out for new videos popping up every now and again. We are pushing a lot of these match previews and that out this this week. And there's also been a lot of quick reactions as well. There was one after Chelsea laid doors on, on Tuesday. And then obviously we're not having the regular always smiling faces next week because it's Christmas Day and we're all going to be spending it getting Larry and spending time with family and open presents and whatnot and everything else you do on Christmas Day. Speaking ready for the Boxing Day game. My family. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe don't don't take your family if you don't have to, but enjoy yourself anyway. Be merry and, and whatnot. Enjoy your company. And uh, yeah, from me and from Andy, we'll sign off on this one and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.